You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So we welcome in uh, our guy, Anthony Slater, from The Athletic. We were talking about the Grizzlies. You're gearing up for uh uh, the Grizzlies and the Warriors tomorrow night at the Chase Center. It w- was last night's game, and I really want to get into your conversation with Harrison Barnes. Uh, that was great stuff over in The Athletic if you haven't had a chance to read it. But was last night's one of the, the crazier Kings games that you've covered? From an environment standpoint or just like what actually happened on the floor? Just the fact that they hit 12 threes in the first quarter, were up by like one, and then had an insane run in the in the fourth yeah. quarter to close it out. It was, it was definitely, you know, I go to so many games. Geez, over the last decade, I've probably been to like 1,200 NBA games. Jeez. It was it was in an oddity for the 10 of 10. It happened so quick, right? It wasn't just, I remember somebody saying they tied an actual old thunder record of like making 10 straight threes to open the game. But this was six years ago when you shot like 20 threes total as a team. So I think the thunder went into like the third, like their 10th three made three was in the third quarter. <laughs> Whereas they were 10 and 10 from three with like six minutes left. In the first quarter, right? And it was like, how long is this going to continue? Yeah. Um, and then they were 13 to 20 and you felt disappointed, right? It was right. like later in the second quarter, you're like, oh, geez, 13 to 20 from three. They really cooled off. Um, I thought they were going to blow it. And to me, that has kind of, and I'm sure you guys would agree, been the difference in this Kings team compared to previous years. Like they've had obviously nice offensive teams at times, but when they start to blow a game, they pretty much just blow the game. They, they don't, or at least in the past, haven't kind of, hit the brakes and been like, all right, let's solve what's going on here and then gone on to win. Yeah. You know, Anthony, I, I said earlier, last night you got the full gamut of ranges of the Sacramento Kings, right? And you rarely get that. You usually get like one or the other. But you got everything about the Kings, how explosive they were on the offensive end, how their defense is poor enough to let anybody back in no matter how good they're shooting. And then how they can play defense for about five minutes and combine that with some ridiculous scoring to just blow somebody out. They ended up winning by 33 last night. It was a tie game with like, I don't know, like two minutes to go in the third. This tied at 80. And they won by 33. That is the full Sacramento Kings experience so far. Is that kind of how you see this team as well? It's like they, they can give you all of that on any given night. Yeah, they need to figure out a way to bottle the defense up for longer stretches. You don't need to dominate. I mean, even if they're going to be a successful playoff team, they're not going to be like the number one playoff defense. But they, you know, and Harrison Barnes said it when I was talking to him last night, like you're not going to just go through the playoffs and average like 125 a game. Like you you are going to have to win a game five on the road, 108, 107, you know, something like that. And 
they do, you know, there are times where oh, suddenly Malik Monk's in a passing lane. Terrence Davis is, you know, uh, really up on somebody. Obviously, Davion Mitchell uh, is guarding the ball. Trey Lyles at times can get a hustle rebound. And then, you know, they get out on the break, and it seems like, oh, that was a nice four or five-minute stretch. But, like, can they lock up consistently? Uh, and lock up is probably too strong a term. But uh, you, you'd like to see them not just in little bursts. Because then I would take them more serious as like, I'm even like, as I'm writing the story yesterday, it's like, can I call them a contender yet? Are they fringe contender, hopeful contender? Is it is contending too strong for what they are? I don't know. Hey, I'll say it with my chest. I said earlier, I'm not predicting it. I said the, the Sacramento Kings can go to the NBA finals. No doubt about it, Anthony. They can go to the final. And I want to ask you, I want to ask you a question because yeah. you saw the Warriors teams. And I don't think the Warriors – I know the rankings. I don't really know much about the rank. I don't, you know, the defensive efficiency rating. I leave that to the professionals with that. But I would watch the the Warriors, and I would watch them have one thirty to one twenty two games. And there were moments where they, in my maybe untrained eye, they would play that type of basketball. They wouldn't play forty eight minutes of defense. They would play defense for like five minutes, and they would combine that with some hellacious scoring. And all of a sudden, a two-point game is now an 18-point game, and it's over. Yeah. Uh, are you talking about, like, last season's Warriors? Or are you talking about, like, early dynasty last Warriors? Last season, like, uh, I get away from everything with KD because that was just a different beast. But, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. a little before KD and last season. Okay. Well, either way. So, I mean, the difference is, like, Draymond Green is, like, generational on the defensive end. And, like, the, just from a personnel perspective, the Kings just do not have anybody in his realm. Um if you're talking early Warriors, like Iguodala on the wing, Livingston as this like rangy point guard. Um, you know, I would say a little comparison was like Steph really committed to defense in the middle part of his career, and that's really helped the Warriors. Mm-hmm. DeAaron Fox is doing that now. Um, so there's there's a little bit of a parallel, but I just think the high end of what the Warriors could be defensively when they would get into we're talking West Finals, NBA Finals, like different level of basketball, and they could throw waves of wings at LeBron and, and Draymond in the back end. Just I can remember playoff series against Portland that Draymond in a four game sweep would have 17 blocks, and I mean just like you know coming out of nowhere to to wipe away plays, like that personnel just doesn't exist on the Sacramento team, and that's where I doubt like. All right, you're in a West Finals series against you know the elitist of talent. Like, can you get can you generate enough consistent stops? I'm not sure I'm there. Is there even a player like that still in the league? Because I don't even. I mean, Draymond. I, I'm sure Draymond's still very good. He's not that anymore. No, it, the it, athleticism is has left him. Like he doesn't. 17 blocks in a four game stretch. Like Draymond Green doesn't get 17 blocks in a month anymore. And he's still like, from a brain standpoint, he's genius on the court. Probably even smart. Well, I would say, yeah, smarter than he was at 25. But yeah, no, like prime defensive player of the year, 2017, Draymond. I watched a game where uh, it was like a replay of when they used to play the Thunder when Durant was actually on the Thunder. And he was just flying around the court. And you just don't see that as much with Draymond. I don't think you. But, but I don't think you see that with a lot of play. I don't think that player exists. That Draymond Green type player exists in the league right now. Not f- when you actually combine like what he mentally can do with what he physically could do. Then mm-hmm. you have athletes that can do that type of stuff. You just don't combine that with like, you know, Ray Lewis level smarts as a middle linebacker out you, there. So. You, you know who it is, and here I go. This going after I just said the Kings can make the finals. Another Homer comment. You know who it is, but he just doesn't. I'm not saying it's Draymond Green, 
is Davion Mitchell. How many times have we seen Davion Mitchell guard all five players on a defensive possession? Like, he yeah. can do it. Like, he just – He's small, first of all, and he doesn't play a lot, so it's just a different level. But yeah, like, it's it's the small defender. nature because I mean Draymond just being six six allowed them to like they you know they positionally changed the game when they could just put him at center and and that extends to literally last season in the first round he was they just put him on Nikola Jokic mm-hmm. and he they were fine in one on one with him guarding Nikola Jokic like there's not a lot of players you can do that with. Let's get into what you wrote last night. I thought it was just you had a, a, a conversation with Harrison Barnes that just translated uh, beautifully to word on theathletic.com. What What is working so well for HB right now? Because he's, he's just – this calendar year has been incredible for him. Yeah. I think he's slotted into, like, the right role uh, on the right team. And, like, he's a winning player. You know, he's, like – Grew up in the Warriors environment that we've been talking about. North, go back to North Carolina, like one in high school. Um, when he's at his best, he's like the fourth best player, tops, maybe fifth best player, mm-hmm. not only on a team, but in a starting lineup. Uh, and he will hit threes, he'll defend multiple positions, and he'll be willing to do that. And and that's so helpful to winning teams when guys are just like, you know, not jealous of De'Aaron Fox's shot attempts or, you know, the publicity of, hey, why is the coach saying those two guys are all-stars and I'm not all-stars? He's, like, completely fine in that role. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, it's he, it's been a miscast the last few seasons of him being in a losing environment. Yeah. Um, he did, you know, and I just think the fact that, I mean, he even said it, like, he's like, you know, meaningful basketball in January. I forgot how this felt. This is, like, really invigorating. Mm-hmm. I just think he's invigorated by the situation. He's loved uh, what the coaching staff has done clearly from an offensive perspective. He does not like isolation basketball because, you know, he's not an elite isolation, you know, hand it to Harrison Barnes up top and he's going to go get you 22 just by himself. He kind of needs flow and movement and all the stuff that Steve Kerr once brought to the Warriors that he loved that he hasn't seen the last couple of years and is seeing again with Mike Brown. Uh, so I just think he's just happy right now. And, and, and it's just interesting because how many times – has Harrison Barnes by pundits around the country been tried, you know, attempted to be traded over the last few years. And he's still sitting here on the last year of his deal. And you're almost thinking like, should they resign him? Yeah. And that, that's what I was going to ask hey, you. Anthony. Yeah. yeah. Because in going into the season, we were looking at it like, man, maybe you move on from Harrison or, you know, even on the flip side, he don't really want to be here. He wants to move on. And I don't know how either party feels, but it sure seems like we're like, man, if we can keep Harrison around here for two, three more years, that would be a good look. Then now Harrison is like, seems like these, this Kings organization has got their stuff together, and I like the way things are going. Maybe I want to stay around here for another two or three years. Did you get that kind of sense uh, when you talked to him uh, for the story? I think if like the decision was made tomorrow, there's like a decent chance the partnership continues because it's in such a good place now. Mm-hmm. I've you know. What happens in the playoffs always like dictates what happens in the summer. Everything's fresher. Um, I We're mean, not familiar with go- that at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you guys watched the 2016 finals when the Warriors, you know, collapsed yeah. against the Cavaliers and, you know, still ask Warriors fans to this day, what do they remember most about that series? One of the top three things they'll say is Harrison Barnes could not hit a shot. Mm. And obviously you're going to move off Harrison Barnes and go get Kevin Durant. That probably would have happened anyways if it was available to them. But I think part of why they were so willing to just, you know, bump him away to Dallas was because it just didn't end well that season. So 
what will happen with Harrison Barnes this summer will probably matter. Like how well does he play late in the season? How well does he play in any theoretical playoff series? What are the other options? You know, I thought Dante DiVincenzo was likely going to come back to the Kings. And then suddenly the Malik Monk, Kevin Herter situations open up for Sacramento. And suddenly they're, you know, declining his qualifying offer and sending him elsewhere because something better popped up and they've been proven to be correct. So Harrison Barnes can be upgraded on. There are better wings around the league than him. But be careful what you wish for, right? There are much worse starting small forwards around the league than him. So it's like that's kind of where where it's at. Also, what's the price tag? Yeah, yeah well, it's like there there may be better wings out there, but could Sacramento land any of them? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That the, no would would probably <laughs> be the answer, especially with bird rights and all that. And you yeah. know they're pretty committed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's either there's 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 so much at play when that when that type of stuff comes in. Uh, what would you do? Like if you had, if you had the, if, if, if you, if you had the option right now, I, I don't, I don't think anyone believes Harrison is going to be traded before the deadline at this point, given the way that he's playing. Um, you run the risk, get to, get to the off season. Would you, would you want to resign him? Yeah. Be, you know, bird rights are such a big deal in the league. Um, because, Oftentimes, as you kind of bump up towards the 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 salary cap and eventually the tax, like you can say, "Oh, well, we don't think this twenty five million is is worth it for Harrison Barnes." Okay, let's take that onto the open market and use it. It's like no, because you have his rights. You don't have other people's rights, so you can't just use that twenty five million elsewhere. It's really what Minnesota is dealing with right now with D'Angelo Russell, where you could tell they don't really want to keep him long term, but they can't just go use that money uh, elsewhere. Uh, so. I would, yeah. I mean, as of this moment, it seems like he he fits. I think one of the things that has really mattered in this conversation is him and Keegan Murray clearly fit in lineups together. Mm. Where you wonder when they drafted Keegan Murray, like you know, that's Harrison Barnes' replacement. Can you even play them at the three four together? The answer is yes. So, I don't see a young small forward on the roster that's like needing more opportunity, needing to take his job. So. Uh, you know they're going to want to get in the playoffs again next year, so he would help you get in the playoffs again. Anthony, have you bought into this team being a playoff team, no play-in, anything like that, or are you still kind of, I need to see more? I mean, I've bought into it. Like, if you, I, I predict that, yes, they're making it in. They are playing like the third-best team in the West right now. Uh, you know, the Pelicans are going to get healthier uh, soon, and they're close in the standings. I wouldn't sit here and go, like, stone cold, lock it in. I haven't, you know, I could see – a scenario in which you know they hit the skids they've had really good injury luck i will say i mean obviously sabonis is dealing with the thumb but he's playing through it i think they've been one of the healthier teams in the league so if that remains if you just guarantee me like their main guys are going to be there yeah i mean I, not only a playoff team but like start talking home court you know get a game one in golden one center make sure you avoid playing that's become a big thing like stay out of the seven eight range and mm-hmm. and if you can be on that top side like can you imagine a game one in golden one center Oh, oh my gosh! gosh. Yeah, oh my it, goodness! It'd be, it'd be absolutely any game. It doesn't Bonkers. matter if it's one or three. It'd be absolutely insane. Bonkers. Uh, at the Golden One Center. What is in in your conversation with Harrison? Where where do the Kings need? What what do they need to do better? So you were talking about this earlier to improve defensively. What do they need to do better for that to happen? Um, you know he he mentioned points in the paint, and it's like. They don't have shot blocking. It's like they're one of the worst shot blocking teams in the league. And I know Mike Brown has talked plenty about he doesn't love the stat blocks. And um, in general, that is overrated. And he tries to reference his time with the Warriors of like, you know, 
Draymond Green and Kevon Looney are on the back end. Neither of them are elite rim protectors, at least this version of Draymond. And they still guarded the paint well. So schematically, there are ways to do it, but it's just like, I don't know. To me, the personnel is not there to like make the type of leap where you're a top 10 type defense. It's really just, I don't know. I'd say commitment on a more regular basis, maybe a trade deadline. You know, you get a Nerlens Noel from Detroit, maybe. So you at least have, you know, that option, that, that versatility off the bench to throw uh, somebody in the paint that can maybe, you know, scare somebody on a drive. Um, Trey Lyles has kind of impressed me, you know, as, as, as an energy forward, but it's just more, more nightly focus, I would say. Yeah. Hey, uh, Anthony, like you see the whole league, you see, you know, you talk about all the games you go to. Are you convinced that both De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis will be going to Utah for the all-star game? I think Sabonis is a lock. I actually put him, I vote for the starters. Um, and I put him as a starter. Oh, you let's could, go, Anthony let's go. Slater. Let's go. Well, let's go. So with Jokic, by the way, which, like, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm, I'd like to put Tatum as a guard. It's like very weird out east with the positional. Like, I just wish five best players on this that have, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, five best players in both conference would be the starters. But I think Sabonis, even if he doesn't get in as a starter, he is in. Mm-hmm. I think there's no question about it. Uh, Fox is more fringe. But I think Fox is fortunate. Like it's a bad year in the West. I mean, you know, you think about all the guys that have usually are sure all stars that aren't. You know, you're talking Towns is not probably going to get in. Gobert is not going to get in. Um, a lot of disappointing teams out there. You know, Denver is the one seed. They're getting Jokic for sure. Like Gordon is fringe. Jamal Murray's not an all star. You look at the Warriors. Steph's getting in. Anybody else getting in from the Warriors? I don't think I don't so. Think so. Uh, so. I think it. I think the pass open for him, but his candidacy, I think, is really going to go down to that final week. Shea's getting in. Lock it in. Like shit. Like we know Shea's getting oh, in. Oh yeah. Dame's yeah. getting in. Um, Morant's it, getting in. It it, it it probably really boils down to what they do with Devin Booker. And you can't put him in. I don't see how you, you do put Devin Booker in the All Star game. Like if you Devin can't put Booker's Anthony out Davis in the All Star game. If Devin Booker is out and there's really no reason for him to be in. I feel like that's De'Aaron. At this point, Zion probably shouldn't be even in the All-Star. Game. Yeah, and where De'Aaron might have a escape hatch and get in is um, injury replacement, and it's probably not what you guys are he would want to hear. But you know, maybe you do say, "Hey, a Devin Booker's in, but he's going to be replaced by De'Aaron Fox." So a lot of times they'll do that or Zion. Um, yeah, that's but dumb. those two also don't put yeah. Devin Booker in. Like he's <laughs> right. not playing. And his team is ass. Yeah. Well, well why is his team ass? Well, <laughs> that's not my problem. <laughs> hey, they weren't the one seed when he was there. Oh. <laughs> they were like they were like six. four range. They've really cra- – I mean, I, Devin Booker, I think we'd all it, agree, like Devin Booker is an all-star player. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Hands absolutely. Down. Yeah. Hands down. Um, so – you 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 uh you cover the Kings and and the Warriors. You got a a, a fun one to cover tomorrow. Fist fight breaking out tomorrow. <laughs> Be it in the stands with a dad, maybe a, a celebrity nearby. No. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. I mean, shit, shit, will Shannon Sharp be there? Um, <laughs> I think it's more like the, just the taunting between these two teams is great. You guys, well, I assume, watched the Christmas game. I mean, oh, were, yeah. Warriors were really giving it to Memphis the whole way, particularly Dar- Dylan Brooks. They just cannot stand Dylan Brooks. And it's. <laughs> It goes back several years. It really goes back to when they traded Andre Iguodala to Memphis to, mm. to help 
facilitate the D'Angelo Russell sign and trade when Durant left. And Andre Goodall refused to show up in Memphis. And then Dylan Brooks had the comment of like, you know, he, he can he can stay away. We're building our own dynasty here. And the Warriors really eye-rolled the idea that he was acting like they were going to have a dynasty. And then all the way up until last year's playoffs that it was just so much went on. What they really didn't like was that foul Dylan Brooks put on Gary Payton that broke his elbow. Yeah. Um, that still really kind of stings the Warriors. So they love to taunt the Grizzlies when they're beating them. And the Grizzlies love to give it back. Um, so whoever's winning tomorrow night, they're chirping the whole way. You that's know, for sure. It's it's so amazing. <laughs> I can't stand either one of those teams. <laughs> With that particular story. So the Warriors, how dare Dylan Brooks say, we're going to start our own dynasty. How dare you? I don't like you for that. And then Dylan Brooks, obviously, just being a jackass the entire time. I, I can't stand either one of those teams. It's I really great can. for the league, though. Memphis is great for the league. That, oh, yeah. You, you talked about a good playoff environment, and that golden one I would really like to see this season is like what that would become just as a playoff, you know, I guess furnace for teams to play in. Memphis is insane to play in during the playoffs, and it's just partly because they – they take the identity of that team in that city and like mm. turn it into like a building. Mm. Uh, and I, I think I just, it's, it's so much better for the league than like the more, you know, like, okay, Denver's the top seed. That's a really stale team and just a stale environment. And I just wish there was more Memphises out there. I think mm. the league would be in better hands. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you heard it here yeah. first uh, Sacramento and Memphis in the Western Let's Conference final. So Let's Anthony can experience them both in one series. <laughs> hey, two, uh, three, semifinal. Hey, hey, oh, semi, Anthony. there you go. Yeah. yeah. Anthony, you know, something that I've been thinking about the entire time, he said he's from Roner Park. And I was like, why do I – Roner Park, like, why is that in my head? They have a dominant Little League baseball program. They are <laughs> – these, like, 10- and 11-year-olds are beast. Like, they are dominant. Yeah, I used to – I played all-star baseball for Roner Park, and you know, we, I used to hate Elk Grove, hate Woodland. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some of the other uh, – Rona like, Park come out here and beat yeah. beat us down often. They are a problem. Well, we could play back in the day, and I'm <laughs> I'm glad to hear the legacy has gone on. I, I got to admit, I haven't followed uh, you know the legacy since, but that's good to hear. We gonna get them this year though. Oh, this is I your got my year, boy buddy. N- number ten. Is, my boy this, number ten about to go. He gonna be ready for this, him this, this year. This is your year, buddy. <laughs> you 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 got it. Lil Reese Caraway. <laughs> Sounds like Kings fans right yeah. there. <laughs> Anthony Slater, ladies and gentlemen. Anthony, we appreciate you, man. Thanks as always. All right, fellas. Take care, All right, that's our guy, Anthony yeah. Slater. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.